nothing changes. Get ready. It's time for the Sheck Check Podcast. Inspiring to normalize the way we talk about the way we think, feel, and behave. With your host, Erez Sheck. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Do me a quick favor and make sure that you are subscribed to the Sheck Check Podcast. And if you're not, if by any chance you are not already subscribed to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to us, wherever you get your podcasts. Because let's face it, the more ways that you have to remind yourself that you need to be checking yourself, the more ways you actually check yourself. And the more ways you check yourself, the less you potentially wreck yourself. It's all potentially because it's up to you. Choices. 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 I have been thinking a lot about hate recently, like a lot. What does hate look like? When do we notice hate the most? When do I notice hate the most? When do we notice hate? What do I consider hateful? What does society consider hateful? I don't have all the answers. I mean, if there are any solidified answers, I just have my thoughts and my perceptions of things. So let me share that with you. I'm looking at what we as a society tend to notice as hate, keyword being notice, what we as a society tend to become aware of in regards to hate. When we get loud about hate, hateful actions and hateful words. And then when do people support hate? How do they support hate, hateful actions and hateful words? Seems to me when hate is loud, when hate is obvious, when hate is obviously aggressive and loud. A bunch of men and women with torches marching down the street yelling anti-Semitic, racist, and homophobic slurs. We are very aware of that hate. When we see bombings of buildings or of countries, we are very aware of that hate. When we drive past a house that has no problem waving a Confederate flag in front of it, we are very aware that hate lives there. Well, most of us are aware of that. When hate walks into schools with a gun and starts shooting, we are very aware of that hate. When there are symbols of hate graffitied on the walls of mosques and synagogues, we are very aware of that hate. Most of us. It is loud. It is obvious. It is bold. It is what many would call extreme. The aggression is obvious to most of us. You know, in a past episode, I spoke with Dr. Angelica Pina Perez, and I'll link that episode up in the episode description for this episode. And she talked about the use of the term microaggression. Essentially, micro uh, would be a judgment of an aggression, right? As smaller, not as big of a deal, which really just minimizes the impact of whatever the aggression is. It does connect with me when we're talking about hateful acts. See, it's easy for us to call out and to look at those loud and bold actions of hate because it's more clear to most of us. And yet what I keep going back to is that we might look at those acts of hate, those aggressions of hate as our biggest problem, right? Those loud and bold aggressions of hate is when some of us notice, when some of us speak out, when some of us march, when some of us come together as communities, united, at least for a short period of time. But really, it's all the unclear acts of hate that are our biggest problem. And by the way, I said unclear with quotation marks around it, just so I'm clear. The most dangerous hate grows best in the silence. As it grows and strengthens, 
we debate, avoid, and look only at the hate that is clear and loud to us. An explosion cannot exist without all the parts and the environment that put it together, that created the ability for that explosion to take place. We might not even know how or when we are contributing to the acts and words of hate, when we are enabling acts of hate, words of hate, no matter the judgment of its size, when we passively let them slide or go by, when we defend the character of the person instead of holding them accountable for their actions and their words. Again, no matter how big the hateful words or action is, if you're judging it, no matter how aggressive it is, no matter who heard it or hears it, no matter if it's seen by most or not at all, all acts and words of hate matter. The loud and the obvious is easy to condemn, but it is the morsels of hate, intentional or non-intentional, that float in and out of our lives. They are the infection. That is what needs treatment. What will you do to look at and for the less obvious things? The passive jokes, the passive acts, the covert actions and jokes, the ones that undercut, the ones that we let slide, the ones we question, or if you are privileged, the acts and words of hate that we debate. Check yourself this week. Walk away from what you look at as the quote unquote obvious acts of hate. What do the less obvious words and acts of hate look like for you? For me, it takes looking beyond the symbols that represent hate, at least to me. It means looking beyond the faces and groups I see that I associate with hate. It also means looking beyond the character of people and to look at their words and actions, my words and my actions, because I am not immune from hate either. I say that actions speak louder than words, but the words we speak, the words we choose to use, Those are choices. Those are active choices we make when we choose the words and we choose to speak them. Something to think about this week. And remember, please keep checking yourself. Keep taking care of yourself because it's the only way we can take care of others. And you know, that's how we roll. Until next time, check, check out. Thank you so much for listening to the Sheck Check Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you listen to for your favorite podcast. All linked up on our website, www.thesheckcheck.com. If you are picking up what we are laying down and want to help spread the word and live by example, leave a review and share with friends. Until next time, check yourself before you wreck yourself.